This is a presentation of the Pitch Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Streetwise Podcast. This is your host, Brock Wilbur. I am the editor-in-chief at The Pitch here in Kansas City. Streetwise is an extension of the pitch, so that is why you are hearing my voice. Um, without further ado, going to present the live recording of an episode that we did last weekend at Boulevardia. Uh, we were one of the headliners over at the podcast stage, uh, which uh, was thankfully just out of audio reach of all the awesome music stages. So a place where uh, people uh, shooting the shit with each other uh, was not... Uh, overrun by the sounds of great musicians playing, uh, which, uh, boy, howdy, where there are a lot of great bands there. Uh, anyway, uh, this is sort of a roundtable thing with a bunch of really awesome folks. I hope you enjoy the uh, the recording. Uh, and if you did make it out uh, to watch us live, thank you so much for enduring some of the worst heat I've ever experienced in my life and for not pointing out that it looked like I'd peed my pants uh, by how much sweat was just drenching through every part of me. So, uh here you go, uh, Streetwise Podcast, live from Boulevardia. All right, Kansas City, how we doing? Boulevardians, how we doing? I don't hear you. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask, I'll ask one more time. How we doing, Kansas City? Now that's better. Now that's much better. All right, here we go. Well, my name is Hartzell. Uh, I do a lot of things. I work for Sporting KC. I see one of my Sporting KC homies back there. Tell them that I was here, please. I, I didn't clock in this morning. I forgot. Thank you. Uh, I also work for Sports Radio 810, WHB. Wow. Okay. Thank you all for paying my bills. Uh, radio's not dead. I appreciate you. That means the most. Uh, let's see. I do. Uh, what else do I work for? I own a professional wrestling company, Journey Pro. JourneyProKC.com. We got a show coming up on the 24th. Uh, KCUR 89.3. I do weekends. I'm on right now because I'm totally live and didn't pre record whatsoever. Totally broadcasting live from the podcast stage. Let me welcome you to the podcast stage at Boulevardia. Let's all welcome this podcast right here, the Streetwise Podcast. And I will, I didn't tell, I'm sorry, I'm supposed to give you the mic now, but I'm going to gas you up real quick. All right. Uh, I was that kid, I'm exposing myself here. I was that little boy that found out what dirty, uh, what dirty talk was thanks to the pitch. They, at, the, at the very end of the magazine, they had, was it Savage? Did, Savage was in there. Somebody was in Savage there. Love. Savage Love. And I tell you what, my dad in that 1991 Ford Festiva <laughs> had to really ask me some interesting questions. Because I was, I, was in, I, was, I was in. I was hooked. And just on top of that, the pitch, support local. Support, like, journalism. By the way, make some noise for our journalists. Uh, I am somebody that thinks that... Uh, Newspaper is important. Radio is important. It's because you all are important. So thank you, Brock and company, for saving the goddamn pitch. Thank you, Kansas City. Make some noise. Did you hit record already? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Streetwise Podcast. I'm Brock Wilbur, the editor-in-chief of The Pitch. That is the first and only time in five years that somebody has given an applause break to journalism. That's an insane thing to hear. Also, this is a show I record in my basement, so having everyone... Thank you. This, Yes, especially you. Uh, yeah, so we have a cool panel here today of some really fascinating folks. Uh, we're going to get right into that, but first I want to thank the band, quite frankly, uh, who just performed on the stage over there. Um, 
They are literal children, uh, and they covered back-to-back the first hits from The Killers and from The Strokes. And me and our music editor, Nick, here, we're like, hey, none of the people on stage were alive when these songs came out. And then we turned into dust because we became mummies. We just aged so fast. So uh, this is me, Brock Wilbur, a pillar of salt. This is Nick Spacek, the music editor at The Pitch. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Would you guys like to go around and introduce yourself? Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Uh, my name is Matt Wager. I'm owner creative director of Whiskey Design. And we do all the branding for Boulevardia, we also do like. Um, he made this. Oh, we did that. We yeah. did some flames. Uh, we did all the branding for uh, Pride of Hearts, if, uh, Vine Street Brewery that's going to be opening soon. We're doing all this stuff for them. So a lot of Kansas City stuff um, that's popping pretty pretty soon. I should meet more people that I am actively drinking something that came from their head. <laughs> it, it makes everything go down easier. Okay, gotcha. You, but also, I'm staring at the stuff. I'm like, oh, I could have spent a little more time on that illustration or. Uh, Scaler could have went a little harder on that, so I'm kind of critiquing everything too at the same point. <laughs> the backdraft back here, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, if I should have been a little brighter pink. I think it's kind of <laughs> falling apart. Um, I'm Donna Mandelbaum. I'm Streetcar Donna. I work uh, do communications and marketing for the Kansas City Streetcar. If you follow us on social media, that's me. Woo. So um, <laughs> thanks. Um, I, too, like to critique everything uh, that I do. So when I look at the streetcar, I'm always like, oh, that could be better. But uh, thanks for having us. Especially the Boulevardia streetcar. No, you're like, oh, that thing, that monster is <laughs> yeah. really messed up. That one's perfect. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Morocco. I'm the vice president of coffee sourcing and product development for companies here locally like The Roastery and Messenger Coffee. Um, here representing The Roastery today. So yeah, I'm the coffee nerd on stage. Fabulous. Uh, my name is Matt Labrier. I'm the COO and co-founder of uh, Proper Cannabis. We're a vertically integrated cannabis company out of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, I, I, also I like that cr- the cannabis fans are the least chill ones here. <laughs> yeah. You've done something wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need more. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a vertically integrated company out of St. Louis, but we're in a bunch of KC stores, a bunch of stores around the state. Um, and, uh, yeah, I critique our stuff pretty hard, too, so, so I can uh, empathize with the little tweaks you'd like to make. And you guys have the best seat in the house. That's the VIP um, yeah. up there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There are so many children around, and I want to talk about drugs so very much. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, like, code words? The, yeah, code word. <laughs> like, what is the children's talk version of, like, hey, I get so fucking high? Like, yeah. <laughs> We try. I, I I talk pretty openly. I, I don't have gotcha. any kids, but my both my partners do. They have got uh, kids like ten and under, and I, I think what people start to talk <laughs> differently about cannabis and children start to look at it a little bit differently. It's not this like super risque topic anymore. I mean, I was in Colorado for twelve years, <clears throat> and the time I was there, <laughs> Colorado fans as well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see the and link now. Never mind. But, <laughs> but in the time that I was there, you saw youth consumption actually go down. So like medical past, recreational past, and it became less taboo, less risque, more talked about, more open. The dialogue changed, and in turn, like cannabis use among like children actually went down. So I just talk about it like we could also use strain names, which nobody would know. You could. Uh, <laughs> You could talk about uh, Love Affair or Alien Rock Candy, and the kids would never know what you were talking about. What What is your favorite uh, strain name at the moment? Name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I named my dog after Leroy. So I've got a dog named Leroy. My favorite strain is Leroy OG. Uh, so that's, that's probably my uh, probably my favorite. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I guess my big follow-up question is, which Pink Floyd album? <laughs> that's the whole question. Uh, what is? <laughs> What's your favorite version of Dark Star? <laughs> That's before my time too. I mean, I, I listen. Uh, okay, what's your what's your I'm favorite Sublime song? <laughs> I still think you're missing the mark. I was like more. I was more of like a '90s hip hop kid. Okay, That's what's your favorite? So what's your favorite? Uh, like, is it Tupac or uh, um, Biggie? I was a big. Oh, uh, probably Biggie these days. I used to love Tupac more. I was a big Guru fan. Oh, nice. Gangstar. People under the stairs. Joe, is working in coffee like working in a Wall Street 80s film? Like, I, I'm not asking if it feels like you're on cocaine all day, every day, but like, it is your it is your job. Is everyone very passionate and effective at what they do? There's there is uh, an angsty element to working in coffee for sure. Yeah, um, there's less like bye bye sell sell kind of stuff, and there's definitely less cocaine at night, but. I would say of all the things to like <laughs> blow back the speakers on, yeah, a little less cocaine and I. No, yeah, uh, people in coffee can be pretty high strung. Okay, we taste a lot of coffee. So, given that you've done like a lot of work with like uh, CBD and things like that, are you looking to do like THC infused coffees? Uh, Should I introduce oh, the two of you? Like, is <laughs> I'd that say gonna... we're open. Let's talk. Yes. I actually think they're, they're, they're great together, but separate. Like, don't ruin good coffee with, with weed and don't, you know, it's like, they're great together, but separate. Like, I love puffing a joint and drinking coffee. I think the flavors work really well together, but you can ruin good coffee by trying to throw dislet in it or, you know, you just fuck up a good thing. I've never thought about the opportunity gospel, for awesome. a, a pairing series yeah. with that. Like, they're, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Explore that. What were supply chain issues like for you in the bean market during the last couple of years? I feel like that must be a difficult thing. It has been a nightmare. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe how bad it's been. Um, I mean, from uh, coffee is an agricultural product, and pickers just were not going to pick and you know put themselves in situation of being close to other people. Sure, truck drivers were not going to drive. Um, there were there were container shortages. Some of our coffees were six months late, um, and shipments what, were. Was it just like sitting on higher. a boat somewhere and no one could Usually get to it? Usually sitting in a box gotcha. at export, <laughs> yeah, in Colombia or Brazil or wherever the coffee was coming from. It was wild, yeah. And we're still not out of the woods, you know. Costs are crazy, so. Do they let curve. you sit in the airplane? Um, I don't sit in the airplane, but I dream about it every day. <laughs> I want to see I've you achieve close. your dream. Yeah, I've gotten close. <laughs> so, Matt, um, when I was moving to town, I uh, sent several emails to uh, Whiskey Design uh, seeking work, and never heard back regarding those. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, I'm sure that's a spam. I'm sure that's the. I'm gonna say that's a spam blocker being pretty hard. Uh, so, I'm assuming. streetcar Donna. Let's talk about what's going on with the streetcar Donna. Uh, hi, is it accurate that it costs a hundred million dollars per mile that we add to the streetcar? Um, for yeah, it's about that for this I, I, latest safety extension. And testing and yeah. yeah, it's a little bit less. The the numbers that are out there, there's a lot of contingency on that. That because we're the federal government 
has so many rules, so it probably comes in a little less than that. Gotcha. I had uh, an Uber driver recently that explained to me that he was going to stop paying taxes, a thing that you can opt out of, uh, because he was tired of paying for people to take the streetcar for free when it does not go to his house in Olathe. And I was like, I feel like I've tried to run the math on the number, the billions of dollars it would take to get there, but like, so. Yeah, and I mean. Are there Olathe plans for the streetcar? No. Okay, wow, went on the record on that one. Thank you, thank you. Doing the journalism. Really, I'm really solid on that one. So Donna, given that the streetcar has like done work where they have had like a song uh, Kemet uh, from the Fantastics, uh-huh. uh, with whom you've also worked for Vine Street. Um, like, are there plans to do like more musical sort of things out of the streetcar? Oh yeah, we're always trying to do something with the community. Um, my friend up here, the stranger, um, is an example of how we bring public art on board our streetcars and our streetcar stops. Hartzell, thank you for pointing to the six foot notice. tall stuffed animal. <laughs> Blocking in everyone's view of me. <laughs> this was made by a local artist here um, a few years ago, and he was such a hit that we adopted him. So um, organizations like Boulevardia and Lead to Read over there, our friends over there, they borrow The Stranger um, for their events. And uh, so we do a lot of things. We have a uh, ride and read-along planned this summer with uh, Lead to Read, and everybody's welcome to come along. You get free books. You ride the free streetcar. And an author will read books to the kids. It's going to be great. But we're constantly doing stuff with the community, live music, performance arts, Art installations, working with Boulevardia to create that Boulevardia streetcar. Um, we have a music video and a song, so we're always trying to push that envelope of what is a what does public transit mean? It's like more than just a way to get from point A to point B, but it's a social experience, and we want to be a part of the community. So, yeah. I. <laughs> uh, as long as they're over there, it's worth noting, like, if you have an opportunity, you should sign up to work with Lead to Read. Uh, it takes 30 minutes on your Wednesdays uh, to help children uh, in the third grade catch up on reading. It is one of the best things I've ever done in the city, and I've had so much fun with it. But also, if you start now, you don't have to do it over Zoom yes. with a third grader who is very clearly playing Minecraft, uh, and you're just like, yeah, that, I, I support that. I think you'll actually learn more from that. Have you worked with my nephew? <laughs> it's entirely possible. So, Matt. I blame, I blame the spam. I blame the spam filter. So in the pop world, you guys have won awards. I'm not going to Lindsay Buckingham you. I'm not, I promise. Uh, so, like, you guys have done, like, the design for so many things, events, uh, products. Like, you're all over the place. What is the stupidest note you've ever gotten from a, oh. from a client in oh. design? Because oh. Oh. Um, I used to do movie soundtracks, and, like, yeah. people that don't know how to do what you do will give you notes. They're like, I wish the sound, that this song should be more bluish gray yeah. and you're like I, that's not, it's on the visual spectrum I don't know what you're saying you, so. you get the normal stuff like um, oh so and so you know my husband doesn't like the color blue or something like that that's the general stuff you're sort of the, the craziest one I ever got was we presented logos as we normally would do and after the fact um, the client said ah, there's one one hiccup with all this I'm like okay no, let me know I don't like circles <laughs> 
and I'm like, oh, okay. This is so much better than what it, I was it's, expecting. It, oh and, I, and it was a hard, it was a moment to understand, like, circles, like, 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 what is this? And it was a, we kind of had a badge design and kind of another, I'm like, well, we can kind of take the circle out, but I don't know, we're, you're going to have circles somewhere. I mean, what is, and she's like, nope, no circles anywhere. So it's a very square looking brand at, at some were point. Were ovals it was, it, okay? The ovals were borderline. And then she, it was also a, um, she didn't like um, all caps. So everything had to be basically lowercase. So sentences did not make any sense. We really leaned heavy into those periods and because it was I don't know what's going on here. It was one of the it was one of the yeah. again, I'm used to the well blues this I'm like yeah we'll shift it to a turquoise and call it good or whatever. Those are the easy ones to do. Circles is hard to avoid. I, I, I enjoy this man's privilege in his life where he's like, wherever I go, no circles. No circles. Let's make sure that's... If, if I see a circle, I'm walking out of the room. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll I feel like it was Prince that uh, refused to walk in anywhere where there was a mirror. Yes. Which is weird because you imagine Prince in your head and that's a man staring at himself in a mirror being like, you're the most beautiful thing in the world. So, like, I don't know. My name is Prince and I am funky. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The so, mirror stare at him. That's, that's what... No circles. Just circles are... No circles. No circles, no capital letters. No circles, no capital letters. It was a wild ride. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. <laughs> but all the weed that we could put into it. I mean, it was... Sure. Yes. All the weed we can get into it. Okay, we now you're just leaning in for the it, crowd. That's... Were, I mean... <laughs> so you guys it was won. a spa, but all the weed that we can work in. <laughs> You guys have won awards in, in the pot space for uh, genetics. Um, yep. In my head, I don't know what that means, but it, it's just Jurassic Park with the Mr. DNA and, like, you've <laughs> yeah, used... It's a, it's a similar process, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's what defines uh, cannabis is genetics. Like, it's you think about wine or cheese or coffee, for that matter, and the intricacies by strain, um, that's... To me, what's the most exciting thing about cannabis is there's always something new. Like, you can always create something new. So we do some in-house breeding. We pop a lot of seeds. Um, yeah, I mean, genetics, uh, to me, kind of define cannabis. And it's, you'll talk to somebody that's like, yeah, I don't, I don't use cannabis because it makes me anxious, or I don't use cannabis because it makes me sleepy. Well, not all cannabis is the same. Some things may make you sleepy. Some things may make you anxious. But it's not all the same. So dosage matters. Genetics matter. Um, but, yeah, genetics have always been kind of a... Uh, something that we keep at the forethought and uh, always pushing the envelope. So we just popped a room. We, we just converted a room to a, a whole seed room. It's probably 25 different strains with 10 phenotypes of each. So we could we will like dig through that room and figure out the best version of each one of those 25 things and run those again. Uh, but yeah, I think for us that's what's try that's what we try to use to separate ourselves from you know the competition and. Um, selfishly, it's just the most interesting piece of the whole thing. I'd Flavors, like highs, all that. I'd like to feel like I'm smart enough to understand what you just said, <laughs> but could you, like, break that to, down, I, please? Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to. Uh, <laughs> that was the dumb that was a, version. That, that was the lamest <laughs> uh, version. That's why I'm an English we, we major. We need Mr. Uh, DNA to come yeah. out here is what we need. I mean, you think about, like, how tomatoes are bred, right? And so tomatoes commercially are bred to be shipped well, to last on the shelf a long time. So you breed cannabis for certain traits and certain characteristics, the same way as you breed anything. Um, 
so like if you want a certain flavor you try to capture that flavor but you'd rather have something that grows um, with denser buds or finishes faster right so like for us most things take eight to nine weeks in flowering but if you can reduce the flowering time then you gain more harvest per year so there's you know there's um, some money to he be paid asked there. for the dumber version yeah, yeah, and sorry. you started doing math like I don't <laughs> yeah sorry I did you also, that was somebody the, that is was like one hundred percent smoking I... weed near here, so like I'm very like yeah. my my attention is definitely. So we try uh, to bring we try to bring for things that taste smell? good and <laughs> and get you higher <laughs> or not as high. Is it annoying to you on a daily basis that like of everyone on the stage, every you're the only person that everyone must be like, can you take me to your office? I need <laughs> I need to go to where tours, you work. Yeah, tours are highly requested. Gotcha. Yeah. Pun intended? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You guys are, you're out of St. Louis. Is it more fun to go up in the arch when you are stoned out of your board? Yeah, 100%. Okay, yeah. okay. Didn't even question, you yeah. knew. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's a given. So, because you, you represent both the Roastery and Messenger, both places that have gotten me, like, spun out of control on caffeine. Uh, which I greatly appreciate. Yep. Like, uh, What's the difference between like having like a very specific sort of uh, place like messengers uh, versus like the grander uh, aspect that is the roastery, like where you're distributing like to all these different restaurants? Yeah, so I love it because you know both both brands we're very passionate about relationships with the farmers that we buy our coffee from, and so. I look at coffee purchasing kind of in a similar regard to a butcher would look at like a full hog or something like that. I'm going to get very casey <laughs> right now. Uh, you want to you want to be able to use different parts of the harvest in different ways. And so by having different brands and different outlets, I can buy more of the uh, coffee that the producers we work with um, are growing. So that allows me to increase our purchasing um, ability which increases their quality of life, increases the partnerships and things like that. So at Messenger, we can get really, really nuanced into very specific, like what you're talking about, varieties of coffee. Um, whereas at the roastery, we can do a flavored coffee and use some of those not so lovely, lovely bits of the pig. <laughs> so that is that the, like the queso de puerco, like head cheese version? Exactly. Of, okay. Yep, exactly. Donna, what's the weirdest thing that you've heard that was reported that somebody did on the streetcar? <laughs> I'm not going to ask about the funniest arrest, because I'm sure there's plenty of those, but the weirdest thing that another person just wrote to you guys and was like, you got to know that this man was doing this. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We So we do get a lot of like emails or tweets and messages about, do you know? Um, I think the ones that... They all are so weird. <laughs> so all of them. Every time somebody writes to you, it's just... Well, there's... I mean, it take. You know, if they're going to take that time to, like, send a message about an experience they had, you know it's got to be weird. Right. Very rarely is it like, oh, this was the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. They are all weird. Uh you know what, I get that, because no one writes to the editor-in-chief at the pitch <laughs> right. to be like, I'm very happy with how you talked about this yeah. thing. So, 
Yeah. I mean, we get a we we get a lot of like, do you know that this guy was on the streaker and he had really bad body odor? Like like a lot of body. It would be odor so situations. weird if you were like, yes, yeah, like, and we love it. Yeah. His name's we actually, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> we pay him to do that. It's yeah. it's important for us. Yeah. It's part of the brand. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I don't know what you want me to do about that, but we'll crack a window, maybe. I don't know, like. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, Matt, you guys just finished up uh, running what I assume must have been a multi-year lead-up, like, level uh, investment uh, in the Parade of Hearts thing yep. all over Kansas City. Like, yep. that was your guys' deal. Like, yep. what went into that, but also, like, how cool is it to, like, drive around town and be like, that's a bunch of giant art that yeah. we made? <laughs> yeah, Parade of Hearts, we actually started about a year and a half ago. It was literally... Uh, literally, we got a. I got a text from Chase, um, owner of Charlie Hustle, who was like, "Hey, I have, us and some business owners around town have something cool cooking. We want to talk to you about, you know, branding this thing and figuring it out." We met a few days later, got the approval to start on it. After that, and it was off to the races because we had to turn around all that work, you know, and something like that, like a, a citywide event or a festival or a whiskey bottle. It's the same process. You kind of have to start chipping away at that rock until you get that really cool sculpture in the middle. But for something like open spaces or events in general, there's tiers to what you have to do. So the first thing is just awareness. So you get your, the, as fast as you can get the first identity or look out, you want to, to get sponsors on board and get interest sort of going, but the audience can't do anything with it yet. They can't go look at hearts. So there's no artwork yet. For uh, Pray to Hearts, and we had to pivot to get artists to want to do hearts. So it was a secondary push of, we want really cool ideas, get it in here. Once that got settled, then we had to get awareness back to the public to want to know what was coming on. And then we had to build out how this thing actually worked, where maps and directions and, and what the art really went and where did the proceeds go. And so it was a, it was like, you know, six projects all crammed into one. But a festival is about the same thing. We have to kind of get announced, hey, these are the dates, get ready, block off your calendar. Then you go from there. So. It's a, it's a, you have to think at the, through it all the way to the end, but every step is important. So you can't really skip anything or something's gonna suffer. Now, I, I don't think most people know this, but like now that the Parade of Hearts is ending, you guys are actually auctioning off the hearts and like the money all goes to help who? So la yeah, last night was the, the live auction. And there was a, a couple different uh, beneficiaries. The, the online only wrapped up at noon yesterday. Live auction was last night, so I'm a still a little maybe hungover from that, but I'm powering through. <laughs> and I also just got from Taps and Taste, but uh, so that was yeah. So um, yeah, so the the basically it went to people who were the most affected by the COVID, the last two years of COVID. So it was the um, small businesses, uh, minority businesses, anything that was artist related. All the artists got a stipend to do the work. Um, university uh, health systems. So anything that was kind of in the healthcare or businesses that would have suffered being shut down, there was all the, pro all the proceeds are going to that. I mean, basically once you get everything paid for, all the proceeds went to, and it all stayed in the, it's all in the community. So last night was the big, let's sell these off. Um, the last heart, the KU heart, um, that was added at the very end that celebrated the national championship, it sold for $27,000, $28,000. So. There were some really nice heavy hitters last night that, that we're going to announce a number here probably this week of what the grand total of, of everything we want or we got. But it was a really cool thing, and we're 
the rumor is it might be might be coming back. So we're going to see what what that might entail. Yeah. My my mom is a retired nurse and she has like tried to hit like every, every single, single one of them and uh, <laughs> just the fact that it benefits like a lot of healthcare yep. workers and things like that like she is just like super thrilled about. And that was, you know healthcare was a huge there was so many hearts one heart was made out of, you know, old masks and they everybody wrote a message and they glued it to the heart and then they clear coated it so this whole thing was a sculpture almost and there's a lot of nurse um, type hearts. It was it was amazing to see the different themes and you know we did a tiger heart, so we were like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there were some really. There <laughs> I was like, you're like, we phoned ours. We, in. We, we're like, we, uh, we wanted we to spend all of our effort. We did a signature heart that looked like the brandy, and it was a big tiger heart. I'm like, yeah, wild at heart. Let's get that out there. That's pretty cool. But there were some. I mean, someone turned a heart into a, a pig with a big 3D nose. Why uh, is everyone comparing their work to pigs? Because we're Kansas City, <laughs> and we're being very Kansas City. Okay. Okay. There was a robot that you could, they cracked into it. You could turn the crank and the arms went up and down. And one was neon. And some people really cracked. It was amazing, amazing stuff. And for the first one that we were that creative and there was that much, there were, we also managed the social. And the people who were checking off, hey, I made it to 153. I made it to 154. I'm on, it was, the biggest issue was they just wanted more time to do it. <laughs> if we could have done more, but it was just one of those things that we wanted to get funds into people's hands, so we would love to have them up for a year or whatever it is. But it's it was it was awesome seeing people. Someone rode to every heart on a bike. Someone took a their corgi and took a picture in front of it. So it was amazing to see how people interacted with them in general. Uh, it was a trip. I couldn't identify with you more on the line about like everyone let me know that they were going to be late on deadline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that uh, yeah. that yeah. one registers. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe, like I, so I'm not a barista, and I, I, I'm sure this is an artisanal thing, and you can answer this. Where does iced coffee come from? Is it from <laughs> like a different place than the others? Like, what is what goes into that? Oh boy, I'm fascinated. I would love to know. So, okay, I'll I'll get a little nerdy. Okay, so if you brew, you can coffee. do math. I'm not asking for the dumb boy answer okay. like this one. <laughs> Um, if you brew coffee hot mm. and let it just sit and cool, mm -hmm. there's a reaction that happens. Chlorogenic acid forms, and it tastes nasty. So you got to brew it cold if you want to drink it cold. So cold brew is brewed at a chilled temperature, usually for like 18 hours. So it comes from a refrigerator. <laughs> Um, the coffee I'm, I itself. I'm shocked that there's an actual answer yes. to this. Yeah. You're welcome. And I feel personally attacked about drinking the coffee that came sure out of coffee pot, but I just pour over ice. We have ice. So we have some ice. We have some milk. We put it in so the way that we do it at the roastery is pretty in depth. We have um, a brewing facility and a canning line, and you can try it right over there if you want. Plug. Um, and oh, we I thought agitate. that was the same guy shouting, "Yeah, but no, it was a rock band. It's fine." <laughs> We agitate it as it brews at a chilled temperature below 45 degrees. And uh, we brew it for about 16 hours with agitation. We brew a concentrate. So it will get you very, very caffeinated. And then we water it back down. But our nitro is actually still pretty caffeinated. I, I appreciate knowing the two of you so I can be like, what will get me there? Yes. <laughs> like the fastest? We got you. Like, we got you. We, and that was, it was a legit question because I saw on your, your site that you're like, as part of the tour, we'll show you the, the cold brew. And I was like, that's right. Is that not just ice? Or are you showing them ice? It and looks like, like a no. brewing facility, like as if we're brewing beer. That's okay. kind of what the cold brew room looks like. Yeah. Huh. 
Is that a way you would use some of the old, like some of the different beans? Is that a way you'd use some of the different beans? Or you're talking about you harvesting and, and using different parts of um, a harvest. Is that, would cold brew kind of um, help use some of that stuff? So some companies like will Les use Prime. some of the like lower quality coffee to kind of go into a cold brew product. Yeah. We do not. We are very passionate about very high quality coffee nice. goes into that. Cool. Yeah. So it's delicious. I would agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, the coffee from the roastery is dangerous, but also delicious. <laughs> and uh, I can see some. I also now feel right like now. I'm being like, like the cold brew I make at home. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this 100 percent wrong. <laughs> if you need and tips, right. just reach out. Yeah, will. I got, I got that. Or if too. you need something to counteract it, just reach out. Yeah, this is fair. the pairing that we're trying. Yeah, to make. we'll balance it exactly. Out like I, it, right. I feel like this is me every day, like trying to balance the amount of THC that I'm putting into my body with the amount of caffeine I'm putting into my this body. Is, so. This is what you've got to do. You've got to start out with some cold brew, jump right. on the streetcar, uh-huh. take some cannabis with that's you. That's not a representation of <laughs> anyone here. Go visit all the me. hearts <laughs> with the cannabis and the cold brew back and forth, and this is your tour right there here. <laughs> I got caffeinated and high and then biked around the city to see 100 hearts. Yeah, like, oh, well, if ever there was a pitch story, there we go. <laughs> um, so you guys at the roastery, you have an airplane, the sort of thing that makes a man get to go live in the sky. You also have a barbecue sauce made out of coffee beans. Yes. You just love spitting in God's face, <laughs> just being like the, the order and the natural order of man and law, like that can't continue. God smiles kindly upon our work. <laughs> who, who was the person that came forward and was like, this should be a barbecue sauce? Because I feel like for everyone here, that should apply to what they're doing. Like, yeah. hey, this could also be a barbecue sauce. <laughs> you know, coffee... Uh, globally is used as a spice and historically is used as a spice. A lot of different cultures look at coffee in a lot of different ways and barbecue is not just like an American thing, you know, it comes from different cultures as well. So um, grinding up coffee and using it to add some depth of flavor to a lot of different foods is something that happens a lot of places. So we try to um, emulate that, plus we're in Kansas City. So Kansas City, I think personally, it's the best barbecue in the world, um, yep. and uh, so yeah, throwing that throwing that barbecue sauce on some some. Ribs we have two applause special. breaks today: one for like <laughs> nurses and another for barbecue sauce. That that's actually the most Kansas City. Oh crap! Yeah, okay. The one that was a compliment to me just goes away. That's not how my brain accepts things. <laughs> Can you smoke meat with cannabis? Uh, yeah, you yeah. Yeah, you could. You could um, the same way as you would use like wood chips. Another collaboration coming up. The ladies say yes. Yes. Oh, the, 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 the folks yes. from Char Bar. The person that runs Char Yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll take them as an expert. Yes. <laughs> so they now I know yes. we're having lunch tomorrow. Have you done that? Happening. Yeah, you can. The menu? Not at work. <laughs> at home. <laughs> Unofficial. Who would you get in trouble with? You're the boss. <laughs> We can figure, yeah, let's. Saved by the dumpster. I, sm- I smell a collaboration. <laughs> yep. I bet that collaboration would smell delicious, actually. Yeah. Donna, do you let people come in and drive the train for a day? And if so, can I wear an old timey engineer cap? So, uh, fun fact you don't actually drive the streetcar, you operate it. Uh-huh. 
Ugh. Well, actually, <laughs> Frankenstein is the name of the doctor. Yeah. Not the monster. Okay, so when you let me come operate the yeah. street car. Let's get it straight. Um, the, so that answer for Olathe's streetcar is the same answer for this. Okay. No. They cool. won't even let me operate the streetcar. But you could sit in the jump seat, maybe. What? What is that? So there's a little side seat next to the operator, and flips down, you could sit in the... The jump seat. Like a co-pilot. Yes. <laughs> All right. And then you can, like, do a podcast or a story or whatever. And, like, if tragedy were to befall the operator, like, you'd be next in line, right? Uh, you sound frighteningly expectant about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, things just happen around me sometimes. <laughs> what is, for all of you, the worst piece of garbage TV that you watched during pandemic. <laughs> oh, oh God! God. So I feel like this is the new personality the Joe quiz. Exo- the Joe Exotic deal. What was that? Mm. Tiger, Tiger King. King. Well, that was yeah. like the. Or was week, that good? That was the first week of pandemic. Yeah. That's why we all saw it because yeah, we're like, oh, okay, so we're inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. magic for them that that happened. Tiger King. Fair enough. I, I went down like a rabbit hole of uh, model plane crashes. So you kind of would build a model plane and they would fly it. And then just these videos on YouTube of them crashing. That was kind of my deep dive. How did you, how did you get to model plane crashes? Al- the algorithm was a wild, wild And then you were like, thing. I'm mad at these. I'm guessing. Like... I'm guessing. And one day I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that model plane really crashed hard. And during pandemic, it just felt appropriate to watch a bunch of tiny little planes crater to the ground for some reason. I, I, I don't You're disagree. one of the most unhinged people I've ever met. It, it was like, a while. No circles, no a, capital letters. No. The model planes have to crash. But the no circles drives me to watch model planes <laughs> crash into the ground. There's a chicken and the egg. And, <laughs> and the egg is ov- oval. So, it's, like it's, it's, it's so borderline. Okay. So it's borderline. Okay, yeah, sure, of course. Sure. Oh, um... Everything was just a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Joe Exotic definitely started it off. I did not do the model. It's amazing what you could find on YouTube. Like, why is that even a thing? I like that you had to weigh in. Like, I'm not a model plane crashing (laughs) video (laughs) fan. Like, it's not for me. I've tried. I've tried. (laughs) (laughs) No offense. Um, (laughs) um, I got into a lot of those, like, Dateline type of like, don't like the Tinder swindler. Tinder, or what, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was and that was not a good place to be. Oh, so just <laughs> so now I just, just swore off everybody. That's it, what I, it was yeah, no, okay. it was like the the people you know, yeah. It was true crime, <laughs> murder yeah. shows. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. True crime all the way. I I didn't go down any rabbit holes. I'm sorry. You just maintained your dignity I the entire time? I had to work harder than ever during <laughs> the pandemic. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough. A lot of time just staring at spreadsheets on my computer and hoping people would buy coffee, you know, keep the coffee world afloat for a well, little longer. Well, how relieved were you that, like, of everyone on this stage, you got to be like, I can just open Photoshop and I am at work. I do not need to go to an office. Yeah, it, we. Uh, I went to the office every day. All the employees obviously still stayed home. 
So every day it was the same thing, getting to work. And, you know, the first couple months was just being very close to the clients. Like, what do we need to pivot? What do we need to do? You know, Restless Spirits pivoted a hand sanitizer for a while just to get that because we didn't have any out there. So we did. So a lot of that first couple months was just pivoting to figure out what we can do for our clients. And then when things kind of settled in, then we kind of, you know, figured out kind of what the game plan is going forward. But, yeah, it was same thing. It was a crazy that. I was never more exhausted after those first two years of just anything yep. of the first 10 years of the business combined. I, I think about with some frequency this summer of 2020 where it was like, hey, like imagine trying to tell somebody in January of that year, every place that you buy booze from is about to get yep. into the sanitization yep. game and like they're going to be so happy that they've done so yep. and they're going to be really good at it, yep. better than people in the soap world. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. A good time. Yeah. yeah. And my Boulevardia was, you know, we started this rebrand in 2019, and we literally were launching stuff in in March, and uh, then everything shut down. So this brand has started, it's three years old at this point. So in my brain, I'm like, well, I've seen that Taps and Taste TNT SpongeBob-looking guy for a while. And so it's fun to kind of finally get it out just to be here on the stage and seeing everything sort of actually working and people out here and enjoying everything. I mean, that's why I wanted to be up here today was just like, this thing has been floating around in our office for three years, and I just needed to get it out of my computers <laughs> and on, on tents and on people and, and figure it out. I like that you were also the one person to go into your office because at our office, um, our landlord loved to send in construction crews to do work <laughs> and not tell anyone they were coming in. So sometimes I'd come out of my office with like a bandana and like a mask and just encounter like five men standing there and it felt like a fallout three situation <laughs> where there were bandits and i should go like i was just like okay this is such an odd and nick what did you watch <laughs> i watched a lot of uh just everything like a lot of stand-up on comedy central a lot of just like binging things was somebody I thought that was an applause the, break the, for the idea of yeah. Comedy Central. It's like, I mean, yes, like, it's it is fantastic. still there. It's been really great lately. Uh, no, like, definitely got into the boys really hard. Uh, like, did not get, like, just dove into my Blu-ray collection really hard. Like, I'm going to rewatch everything I own. As as the music editor at the pitch, I, 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 I'm, the, the best part of this is that Nick is music editor uh, means that he just lives at night in different venues every night. We've worked together for three years now. This is the third time I've ever seen him in person, so this is very, very funny. It's just like, fourth, yeah, there's fourth, no reason. Fourth? fourth? Okay. Yeah, because we met at a Christmas party before you were my boss. <laughs> Where um, I was frighteningly drunk and dancing uh, in, on a pole and on a bus. That was on a tour to see Christmas lights. That yes, was it was. A nice it was night. great. That was a nice night. I love that bus. <laughs> what was it like to cover music in 2020? Because, like, I know that, like, the shutdown happened, and then so many people were either like, well, I, I either now have, like, a basement recording studio and I'll record more than ever before, or, like, you wrote for us a lot about a lot of bands that, like, hadn't put anything out in 20 years, and, like, I don't know, I found it in my garage. Let's share it with the world right now. Like, what was music like for you over the last two years, and does it feel like it has come back in any way, or...? Oh, no, like, it has come back, like, a whole bunch, because, like, most of 2020 and, like, the early part of 2021 was, like, me, like, spending obscene amounts of money buying records on, like, Discogs or from various record labels, 
because I was just like, well, I can't go out, I can't do anything, so like I'm spending all of my money on uh, liquor and music and Blu-rays. Uh, <laughs> so like it ended up being like this crazy thing because like I became music editor. And I had a day where I was like, I'm sending all these press requests. It's great. Like, we're going to, like, reach out. And we're going to see who can cover things. And then the next two weeks were just me graying out things in a spreadsheet. Uh, so it just became, like, this crazy thing where it's like, oh, I'm going to have a staff. And I'm like, no, it's me. <laughs> just, like, randomly reaching out, like, anything that just seemed interesting and weird. Uh, and that was, like, the better part of a solid, like, 12-month period was just, like, anything where I was, like, well, I don't have to worry about, like, there being, like, an upcoming show or anything like that. Like, I don't have to tie it to Kansas City or Lawrence or sure. anything like that. It was just, like, 100%. Like, I can just kind of, like, whatever sounds interesting. And, uh, yeah. I, rem I remember the darkness of that spreadsheet, and it was the moment that I was, like, I've spent my entire life reading all of the worst apocalypse fiction, all the zombie things, all the, the asteroid hits, the planet stuff, and no one ever wrote the story that was like, hey, what if the apocalypse was just like, you started slowly deleting all the events from your Google calendar? Like, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. it's actually it going to look like. <laughs> it was like vaguely sad and depressing, and... Uh, yeah, no, it was like the weirdest thing in the world. I was just like, oh, I'm the music editor, and I guess it's just like, oh, who works for you? Me. That's that's weirdly inspirational. Who works for you? I do. I'm going to make you that, and there'll be a cat hanging on it. <laughs> like, I think you can. Uh, so uh, I love to end the show with uh, asking people who are guests to offer up something as a recommendation for something that you think people would find joy in? An album you recently listened to, a book, a movie that you liked, uh, reminding yourself that you love to go for walks every hour uh, on some sort of Pomodoro sort of thing. Uh, I don't know, everyone's got something that they've used lately to find joy and that feels like the uh, thing we have to do after talking about sad spreadsheets. Um, I'll go first on this one. Uh, HBO, uh, Our Flag Means Death. A, uh, a show about yes. gay pirates and yes. uh, positivity, like if Ted Lasso had a ship. Uh, just an incredible, incredible work. Nick, what do you got for people? Oh, uh, and as we go around and do this, would you tell people what your like social media handle is, where to follow you and support your work as well? That'd be awesome. Uh, I would like to say that like the things that have been bringing me a whole lot of joy lately is the boys uh, on Amazon Prime. Like despite the fact the that most joy it brings me is that each time there's a new season, the men on Reddit suddenly realize like, hey, hold up, I'm not sure that the Homelander is the hero of this, and you're like, once yeah. again. Reddit boys, you've got it. You've I love the <laughs> fact that it is uh, squishy and sticky and gross and hilarious and like brings up all those things. You can find me online at Nuthouse Punks on Twitter. Uh, you can find the podcast I do at Report Carnage on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us as a whiskey design. Uh, every social channel is the same thing. Uh, Honestly, the thing that brought me joy was the streetcar wrap we did for Boulevardia. My two-year-old daughter, we we drive past the, the stop on our way to school every day, and she looks for it. She calls it her monster. She's like, where's my monster, Daddy? Can I ride it one more time? And she talks about it every single day. Our 
So just having that thing, passing that thing, and the her joy of the anticipation of that thing maybe showing up, or and also the devastation when it's not there and it's the blank one. Yeah. Um, but that for the last couple months has been utterly, utterly amazing for me. So thank you, Donna, for having the street card. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm for Clump. That was amazing. Um, so to follow the streetcar, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's just at Casey Streetcar. Um, do a lot of fun stuff. I think related to my work, I think the joy I've gotten is really working with artists and new creatives and trying to do something new. We're, we just launched our Art in the Loop program um, where we have six new pieces of art at our streetcar stops, and we're launching a new art streetcar next week. And it's a young emerging artist here, and I'm so excited to have everybody see his artwork on the streetcar. Um, so, I mean, that kind of stuff, being around live music again, that's where I'm getting my joy at the moment, for sure. Nice. Do you want to wave back to your friend? Yeah, Is that I want to wave. Yeah. Hey, hey, TJ. I think he won't Hi. stop unless you. Okay, that's fine. TJ owns Kindred <laughs> Coffee over in on Strawberry Hill. Shout out to Kindred Coffee. What? That's the enemy. No, we don't have enemies. In coffee, you don't have enemies? <laughs> I don't have enemies. Oh, okay. They have enemies, but... <laughs> That's so much more foreboding. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Roaster Joe on Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, I don't know, it's pretty junky following me, but uh, Instagram's kind of fun. Um, first thing that popped in my head when you said, talk about something to bring people joy is put your butt in a inner tube, get on one of these Missouri rivers, float down it, get cooled off in this hot summer sun, get some cold brews or some boulevard beer. I mean, what are we what are we even doing? We should I thought be you were going to cut it off. Some, some proper cannabis? <laughs> proper cannabis, that's right. Yep, some proper cannabis. Um, yeah, let's get out let's get outside and cool off. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. I, the thing that brings me joy is um, new strains, new genetics, seeing new things, tasting new things, um, which doesn't have to be limited to cannabis. Just trying new things and tasting new things, um, to me, is what's exciting. That That's the, the stuff that, like, I can have a shitty day for seven or eight hours and go see a new strain that we're about to harvest, and it completely changes my mindset. It, uh, it's really cool to see what nature can produce and obviously we're breeding selectively and doing all this stuff but like I was gonna say is nature a part of it anymore yeah or for sure I mean <laughs> nature made the plant you know and obviously humans have have done a lot to to advance it and make it evolve but yeah it's still uh to me it's still very much something that comes from the earth and um and was meant for us to consume you know um however you choose to do it so yeah new just new things new flavors for me are exciting uh, yeah, pro uh, Proper Brands is uh, our Instagram. Proper Extraction, Proper Brands. Can uh, I give a shout-out yep. to the fact that like we've had like Matt Adkins from The Pairing in the audience yeah. and Todd Zimmer, <laughs> photographer. And we also had like a guy wearing a Last Podcast on the Left t-shirt for like most of this yeah. recording who unfortunately has left. I feel like yeah. having somebody who had a <laughs> podcast t-shirt in the audience is fairly great. Yeah. Uh, let's do a, a round of applause for uh, Hartzell. Uh, thank you for doing <laughs> Thank you, Hartzell, for running this show. Hartzell. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, a round of applause for the guests up here. This was this was a delightful time. Uh, please check out the pitch. Please check out thepitchkc.com where we are doing vital journalism each and every day, but especially right now. Uh, please head over and catch out Making Movies. They are the band that is our cover story for this coming month. They just dropped a new album on Friday. Um, if you've not heard them before, Kansas City has one of the best bands in the world that does not sing in English, and it is a very difficult thing to sell that to Americans, the only country where we insist that everyone speak our language in our entertainment. And uh, brutally, over the last couple of years, they've realized that if they send out a press release uh, that does not mention what kind of music they do or where they're from, and only sends their English language tracks, they get booked about four times more than if they are who they are. So with the release of this new album <laughs> and with the sheer level of talent on display, we are just incredibly hopeful that this is like the month that they break through in such a huge way, and we are so proud of them. So like, um, yeah, go enjoy that. You, they're playing at 5 p.m. next year. They'll be the headliner. So, like, uh, yeah, go enjoy. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. <laughs> and that was the Streetwise podcast. Thank you so much to all of our guests who participated in that. Thank you to Boulevardia for having us. Uh, again, I'm Brock Wilbur uh, over at thepitchkc.com. We are doing excellent work each and every day. You should tune in. Um, our latest issue is on stands. Our next one will be out in about a week. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm saying um and uh so much at this outro that I do literally every week. But um, thank you for listening. And take care of each other out there. Pitch in and we'll make it through. Bye-bye-bye-bye. This was a production of the Pitch Podcast Network. The Pitch is Kansas City's independent source for news and culture. Check out thepitchkc.com to see more podcasts from us, including information for how to subscribe to the Pitch or become a sustaining member. Story ideas or feedback? Write to tips at thepitchkc.com. Pitch in and we'll make it through.